Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Since graduate season is well and truly upon us, we're currently chatting to a selection of grads on the podcast, all with different journeys and at various points in their careers. After our first grad edition with illustrator Laurie Avon last month, this week we're catching up with Jeannie Ong. Hi, I'm Jeannie Ong, an in-house writer for arts and design publication It's Nice That, who are also a sister company to Lecture in Progress. Now two years out of university, Jeannie graduated with a degree in communication design from the Glasgow School of Art. Through our conversation, she told us all about the journey that took her from independent studio life in Scotland, including her foray into and then retreat from the world of freelance design and illustration, to reporting on creative work as a full-time writer. And while Jeannie's student work included some poetry and essay writing, we also hear how working with words was definitely not something she anticipated while she was studying. Having joined It's Nice That as a 10-week editorial assistant, Jeannie became a permanent member of the team in August 2018. We began by getting her to describe what her role entails. I'm Jeannie Ong and I'm a staff writer at It's Nice That. I would describe what we do as a staff writer as we source all the content on the website. Um, So twice a week we have content meetings and we gather together all the people that we want to write about and we pitch it to each other. And then if that goes through, then we then contact the individuals, we interview them, we write about them on the site. So it means just every day I construct the newsletter on MailChimp, putting together all different content. We've got quite a fun newsletter at the moment on the weekly. It's a great job overall. Just two years ago, making her first steps into working life, Jeannie was looking at a significantly different path. We got her to take us right back to the beginning, from where she grew up and her earliest ambitions, to the experiences that led her to her work today. I'm from London. My parents are from Malaysia, so I'm first generation British. And I think when I wanted to grow up, I think I always wanted to be an artist, but never thought it was a viable career. I knew I wanted to do something creative and I think I definitely wrote on one careers advice form. I want to be a wedding planner. I think like a lollipop lady came up when I was really young, but it was definitely always in the creative field. I studied communication design at the Glasgow School of Art. It's a really all-encompassing course, which overlaps graphic design, photography and illustration. And then in your third year, you specialise in one of those disciplines and I specialise in illustration. And because it's in Scotland, it's a four-year course too. So for two years of specialising. And when I was doing that, I think I was definitely like, oh, I do want to be an artist. I know this is what I want to do. I just love making my own work just for me and making work about what I'm interested in. And that was really fundamental to my creative ethos at art school. So I knew when I graduated that I wanted to try and get a really cheap studio and I wanted to just stay there and make my own work and then maybe do other bits on the side as well, whether that was like a shop job or something like that or like try and do some design bits on the side as well and not having money. And that was a really big thing for me when I graduated. I was just really worried about money all the time. That like really did play a key factor in what I did next as well. So 
my first steps is I graduated and then I got a job at a watch shop in Glasgow and then I applied for a quite a few different graduate schemes and that was really great. So I got a graduate studio in this place called SWG3 in Glasgow. So I got a free studio for a year, which was incredible. And then I also got a job at the Students Association at GSA and they commissioned me and my friend to design this booklet and some tote bags and stuff for like the freshest class the next year. So that was kind of great because we already had a bit of a job lined up. Um, It was also very familiar territory. But I don't know, I would just say as well that um, in the leadership graduation, I was just so on it with putting myself out there. Like I kind of knew that those jobs and that studio was coming available to recent graduates. And even though there weren't applications open, I just emailed the people that I knew who were involved. And I was like, I'm really interested in doing this. Like, I don't know when the applications are going on, but I want to be a part of it. So I think I was always very like, I really need to know what I'm doing, but not necessarily the best way to do it. Like, yeah, people should just relax a bit when they graduate as well. So what happened was I was doing okay. Like I was getting bits and bobs of different freelance work. I would actually even say that I was really lucky and I was getting more freelance work than some other people. But then the other times when I had a really bad month, you just, I think what really got to me was just not knowing how much you would be going to be earning in the next few months. So like planning a holiday or just like buying an expensive pair of shoes or something like that, just treating yourself. I wasn't really, I didn't know if I could or couldn't do that kind of thing because I just wasn't earning enough to be able to factor that in. And I think I had quite a few lonely moments too because I was in the studio, I was in quite a big studio, which was amazing. Like every creator's dream to have a big studio to themselves. But it was quite lonely and... I think that's one aspect of freelancing that really didn't work for me as well is that I didn't feel I had anyone to yeah well like support around me on a day-to-day basis so yeah I guess unhappiness to an extent as well just because I had no idea what I was doing I had no idea what I'd be doing the next month and that for me was quite unsettling whereas like maybe for some people that's really liberating and they really like that bit or not I think I was obviously as well very lucky because I'm from London so I knew I had the resources to come back here and like stay with my mum and like I still live with my mum so I think it was always in the back of my mind I knew I could come here if I wanted to and so I started just looking for jobs and like seeing what was available in London and seeing what kinds of things were coming up So, yeah, so I was in Glasgow and I was applying for loads of different kinds of jobs. I was applying for basically anything creative that I saw, like a gallery assistant. I was even applying for like loads of desk jobs at galleries and um, artist assistants. But then I saw the editorial assistant job coming up in It's Nice That. And I, more than anything, was like, oh my gosh, I would love to work there. Like, I was so familiar with everything they did. And I would have loved to do anything involved and I read the job description and I was like I think I could do that and that was essentially why I applied for it but before then had never even considered or contemplated being a writer I hadn't had any writing experience so I'd literally written maybe like two essays a year at uni and I'd done English GCSE 
But the main thing that was really stressed was that you that you wanted people who was who were enthusiastic about the work, and I think that was the main thing that I knew I could do because I knew I loved all the work that they posted. I was really familiar with all the kinds of work they posted about. I'd been reading it for a very long time, visiting it for inspiration and to like find out about other creatives um probably it's like probably the platform where I've had the longest standing relationship with so that was the main reason why I applied really looking back on her past year with it's nice that we asked Jeannie what the initial application process entailed and what she feels helped her land the role along with her biggest highlights since she started um, the application process, I think it was name your three favourite creatives at the moment. So I think I wrote down this artist called Faye Weiwei. And then I think I also wrote down this design studio called Kellenberger White, which is based in London. And then I think I also wrote maybe like Mogu Takahashi, who's a Japanese illustrator. And I think they'd all been featured on It's Nice That in some capacity, so that went well. And I also wrote a 200-word article about the 2018 GEI Festival identity, which was done by a Glasgow-based studio called Cause and Effect. Oh, I also had to write four different headlines for the article, and then I sent it off, and then I think... Quite a few weeks later, I got an email saying, oh, would you be interested in coming down for an interview? So I just came down on a train and for the interview, I had to prepare three pitches for three creatives that I would be interested in writing about for the site. And then I also had to write a full length piece about a creative that I was really interested in. And I wrote about this really cool jeweler called Ada Chen, who had just graduated as well in New York. And I actually wrote that article once I'd got the job as well. I think I probably had an advantage because I knew the platform really well and I knew the audience really well because I was the audience for many, many years. And I think that's really important to like know a company and know the kind of work that they create and perhaps that was better than having really credible writing skills at that point it was just the sheer interest and the sheer enthusiasm and a lot of hard work as well I guess so I started the 10-week placement and then I was extended more and more and then after Christmas I was made a freelance writer and we got a new editorial assistant in and then I became staff writer in March as well. I think one of the best things definitely is talking to creatives who, like me, would have loved to be on the site and really admired the site and then chatting to them afterwards and then being just really happy and thankful and appreciative that you just feel like you've helped them gain a bit more exposure for really great work that they're doing. And that's always really, really nice. And yeah, I've got so many favourite projects here. I think one of them was this feature that I worked on, which was called Yoke Magazine. And it was this magazine in the 90s. And it went on for about eight years. I think it was founded in 1992. And it was about Asian Americans. But we found it because we wanted to write about it because the design, which was just so 90s and so like anti-design, super experimental. But then when I got in touch with the founders, like 
just uncovering the story was so great because a lot of these guys are now in their 50s and 60s and they didn't think anyone remembered the magazine. So it was kind of a reunion for them to talk about old memories and like some of the like some of the old editors went to Skywalker Ranch and went to NASA and um, interviewed all these Asian Americans across the country. And that was just a really great story to unfurl because they were so unknown and they didn't think anyone even remembered the work they'd done. So it was also great to sort of shine a bit of a light on the amazing work they did do back then. We ended by asking Jeannie what advice she'd give to anyone graduating this year. One thing you should do is you should just work somewhere that you really admire and respect because that will bring so much with it. Um, If it's a company that you know really well, and even if it's not necessarily a role that you want, I think you can learn so much from being in a company that you know and would like to aspire to. So that's really important too. And like, um, even if it's something that you didn't think you would be part of, like me becoming a writer I was interested in the creative world so I wanted to work in a company where which had access to that and like knew about the relevant things happening in that world and then the writing was almost secondary to that world and then I think it's just quite important to have belief like not necessarily that I have belief in myself but I think I appear like I have belief in myself and I think that has helped me along the way just trying to be confident or like appearing to be confident and like believing in what you're saying and just trying to pretend that you know what you're on about or what you're talking about like just have more belief in yourself because then you can it's easier to put yourself out there this episode of creative lives was brought to you by lecture in progress it was presented by me indy davis and the guest was Jeannie ong the editor was Ivor mandy Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include GF Smith, Google, Sky Creative Agency, Colophon Foundry, Heffler & Co. and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter.